with Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports, ready to get things underway with podcast number 33. Sean Sierra is the co-host of SM Mornings, a Chicago sports talk show. We catch up a couple times a year, especially when Detroit sports is taking on Chicago. And as you know, that happens a lot. And Sean joins us right now. Sean, how are you? Hey, Dennis. I'm great, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good to talk with you. Uh, what's it been like in the Windy City with no games? Man, it's been insane. Insane over here with the protests and no sports. And dude, it's been it's been out of control, man. People locked in their homes. Luckily, the, uh, the city's opening up this weekend, uh, finally. But I'm still, not, I'm still a little leery. I'm not going to be out, running to go out to a bar or anything, but it, at least it's opening up. No, I hear you on that. Just kind of like leery too, as we take you know baby steps toward whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, and then you know football way down the line. But you take those baby steps, and then you see the, you know, the different stories about wow, man, uh, the, all the different positive tests and and how that'll uh, affect whether or not they will uh, actually get a a restart or or seasons uh, at all. I mean, that's just the, that's just the daily that's just what it is now, man. That's the expectation. Like what's happening today and how am I going to feel about it? Yeah, it, it's just been insane and you hear, you know, all of a sudden there's a, another sudden spike down in places like Florida and Texas and a lot of professional players like the Cowboys and the the Texans come down with it. Clemson has uh, a lot of uh, players tested positive. So it's been uh, it's been insane, man. I, I just don't know what to expect uh, as we move forward. Yeah, you know what? I have been operating like, uh, of course, I don't know what to expect. Uh, but I, I I realize as much as I talk about these games and these teams and these players, like it's going to happen. I realize that it might not. So even with that being said, you know, uh, uh, you know, last week I was staring at the Lions schedule, and you know, I, I looked right, you know, on the first game, and it was. Chicago, and I thought, you know, yeah, there you go. That's, you know, uh, starting on September 13th, uh, you know, it it could happen. Who knows? Maybe they'll move it back. Maybe there won't be a season at all, but maybe they will play. And, you know, the Lions will will host the Bears there. And and what about the Bears? Like uh, two years ago, they they win the North. They win 12 games. They become within a, what do you call that, a bounce, right? Double doink. Double doink, you know, with, with advancing, but... You know, since then it, they've they've taken some some hits, especially at quarterback in the outlook there, right? You know, uh, Mitch has had one good year and one bad year. Okay, um, unfortunately, the, the bad year came after the good year. So had, had Mitch <laughs> struggled the first year, and then and then, and then put up the numbers in nineteen that he did in eighteen. After you know, I think it'd be it would have been a lot easier to swallow. Um, there's still there's still a lot of uh, um, hope for him, but I don't know if Matt Nagy has the patience for him. Um, they, you know, one of the things, yeah, I, I played football for a long time and I coached football for a long time. So when Matt, Matt Nagy was giving coach talk, like I could see right through it. And one of one of the things he said that he really wants, uh, he wants Mitch Trubisky to be uh, uh, obsessed with film, obsessed with film. So what I'm hearing is. One, either he's not watching enough film, or two, he doesn't know what the hell he's seeing. So either way, either or, that's an issue. And if, and from my understanding, he's not under, he's not able to dissect and understand defense. That's the issue. And you kind of need to be able to understand defenses if you're a starting quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> that's my check. 
Yeah, well, they didn't pick up that fifth-year option, so that's as telling as anything. And then they bring in yes, Nick Foles. Uh, and so would you I – mean, quarterback controversy? I mean, what would you put at a real 50-50? I mean, how, how is uh, everybody in Chicago, you know, looking at the, the two-man race there for quarterback uh, for the Bears? Most people. Most people think it's Foles. You know, I think they say it's going to be an open competition in air quotes, but I think their decision is already made, and so do a lot of people here. Um, you know, Mitch may get, may get the starting job he, or may get the first shot at it. He may get the most reps. Uh, and that's another thing, you know, without, without, uh, due to the pandemic, there's not a lot of time for, for, for Nick Foles to get accustomed to his teammates. Now he's got the system down. Hell, he won a Super Bowl with his system, but he has, he doesn't have time to build chemistry with his teammates. Now, Mitch Trubisky, on the other hand, has been working out with, uh, the majority of the wide receivers, the tight end, the new tight end, they just got drafted Cole Komet. Uh, and the, the new free agent they signed. So he's been working out with them, so he may have a leg up as far as chemistry goes. But I think once it's, it's once the the, uh, the rubber hits the road, I think it's, put it this way, at the end of the season, I think Foles will be under center to finish the season. I wonder about uh, when it comes to Trubisky, you know, you just see the success of Lamar Jackson. I don't think Mitch Trubisky's uh, Lamar Jackson, but, you know, I know Nagy was in um, – was in Kansas City and he had Alex Smith and a guy who can, you know, move a little bit on the ground. And then he brought, uh, was it Helfridge was his offensive coordinator there for a mm-hmm. little bit who, you know, had Marcus Mariota, who I I would uh, run Marcus Mariota a lot more than, than uh, certainly Tennessee did. We'll see if he does any of that with the Raiders. It's a, you know, a long statement to say, I wonder if the Bears will tell Mitch to take off a little bit more. Cause when I've seen him, I mean, he, he looks like he's pretty good. I mean, you, you got to be able to throw the ball, but it seems like he's underutilized uh, running the ball. You know, here's the problem. I'm glad you mentioned that Dennis. Cause my problem, as I said, being a, a, a former coach for a man, 15 years or so in high school, you know, and then playing for Lord knows how many years, um, I get a better, I get a little different perspective. I look at things a little differently and and tell you what Matt, Matt Nagy told, and I can't confirm this. But I can just tell by the um, his play. Matt Nagy told him not to run, and he may not. He may not have said don't run. He may have said real quarterbacks run from the pocket, or we got to get you uh, be more dangerous in the pocket. Something along those lines, okay? Because when you look at, at Mitch Trubisky his first year under Nagy, he had some phenomenal games where he was able to attack people. Because don't get Mitch is a phenomenal athlete. Mitch is a phenomenal athlete. And the, what he did last year, there, there were times where, you know, I'm screaming at the TV and I'm screaming at, you know, run, run, run the ball. And he would just sit there and wait and wait and wait. And that's the worst thing you can do. If you're not able to decipher a defense and the defense is always changing, they can just show one, they'll show one thing and, and play another and you're confused and, and you have him not running, that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. So what they need to do is say is use him like Lamar Jackson is used. Say, hey, listen, if this is your problem and you can't figure out defenses, well, first, so then your read needs to be first read, first option, second option, run. That needs to be it. And Matt Nagy doesn't do that with him, and I don't understand why. Because Matt Nagy, his job security, I think, is kind of tied to Trubisky, even though there wasn't a quarterback, uh, uh, even though he didn't choose that quarterback, he, he was here when he got when uh, Nagy got here. 
Yeah, I know one thing. It's a it's a nightmare here in Detroit. The game film from from two years ago, but it it has to be. You couldn't play a better game. I don't know if anybody's played a better game, a better half. I mean, he lit up the Lions. I mean, four or five touchdowns or something in the first half. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he just looked great. So I'm sure they've gone back and say, hey, look at look what you can do. You know, uh, not every team's like the Lions here, but you know, you you did have some success there. I, I wonder, Sean, was there was there any talk before? The Bears made the move for Foles. Like Tom Brady was out there, Cam Newton still is out there. I, those are two pretty big names, guys. That of course Brady, Newton, MVP. Uh, I know mm-hmm. the injury though, the the, the shoulder, and might have um, you know had teams concerned. Maybe still are concerned about that. But how much talk was there with with Brady or, or Cam? Um, the fans wanted Cam. I'll put it, a lot of fans wanted Cam. Um, a lot of fans wanted Brady. Not as put it this way, not as many fans wanted Brady, but some wanted Brady. I didn't want Brady. Um, not at forty-two. Not with the line still still a little bit in flux. You know, Kyle Long just retired. Uh, that right guard position was a little uh, up in the air, even though they did sign Jermaine Effetti. Um, I, I'm not putting a forty-two-year-old non-mobile quarterback behind that type of offensive line. Just call me crazy and. I've been called that in worse. Um, so I didn't think they were going to get that. I, I really thought Cam was a, was an option. Um, I think Cam Newton has a has a, a big chip on his shoulder, and I thought he would have been great for it. I don't know if his personality would have would have uh, gelled with with uh, Matt Nagy, but I I was hoping that hoping against hope that they would sign Cam. You know what? I don't know if this is going to play out this way. I don't know if anybody knows how it's going to play out, but we see all these uh, positive COVID tests, and we know they're going to try to play football, and then you just start speculating about the rosters, and we see it with the different sports that, you know, there's going to be a bigger roster in, in baseball if they have it. You know, they're going to have a taxi squad. And in football, you're going to have mm-hmm. to have an expanded roster there from 53. But then you start thinking about where you saw a few Cowboys and, uh, you know, a couple more Texans, and we've had some different, uh, you know, positive tests. You, I started thinking about the quarterback position. You know, yeah, you have your starter. Yeah, you have your backup. Yeah, you have that, like, emergency guy. But since these quarterbacks are all in the same room, are you even getting a fourth guy that you're separating and, you know, putting in a, a bubble, so to speak, and, you know, you, in case you, you know, you need a quarterback on on Sunday morning. That's could be something to think about in 2020. That's where all of these quarterbacks. That's where Colin Kaepernick comes into play. Like, uh, there's uh, there's going to be a need for, uh, you know, not that third string, but I'm thinking even a fourth string guy now. Yeah, there's going to be there's, there's going to be especially with all the, the tests, the positive tests that have come back um, recently. There's going to be a need for something like that, and that's a great idea. Is to have a you know a, a bubble boy so to speak for all my Seinfeld fans. Um, you know, it's I think that's a smart move. That's a, that's a, that's a good a smart play um, because it's you just don't know. You know, if you're in the same room and if someone's asymptomatic and all of a sudden they come down with you know they come down with it or you know one of your quarterbacks comes down with it, you don't know who you know if they're all in the same room they're all they've all been exposed. So now these guys all two or three of these quarterbacks have to go on lockdown quarantine for you know, probably two weeks so they're going to definitely going to need a, a situ- there's going to be a situation where they're going to need other people they're going to need you know bubble boys i guess so to speak and uh that 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 to me makes is, is probably the best move out there 
just to keep some keep people uh, isolated, keep keep them away from everybody. You know, maybe have them in on Zoom meetings during practice, but just keep them away from. Because weird, I talked about that on my show, Sean and Maya in the morning. Um, you know, the, what if what if uh, one position goes down for the Bears? What if the D line goes down, or what if the outside linebackers go down? So you know, now we're talking Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and maybe Akeem Hicks. You know, what does that do to us? What does that do to the competition level of this team? You know, it, it has it has some uh, some uh, glaring uh, effect if this ha- if this spreads quickly. What about Khalil Mack? Uh, when he the the Bears made the move two years ago, I was thinking, you know, here in Detroit, it's like, man, bold move, and I wanted to see Detroit do something like that. You know, he ended up unlocking that Bears defense. Fabulous first year, twelve wins. Pretty easy to say after that year that it was a good trade. Where where were you when they made the trade? I think everybody liked it after the first year. Now, what about uh, year two with Khalil Mack? You know, you didn't have a, a first-round pick in this year's draft. Uh, the whole thing. Are, are Bears fans, are, are you happy? You think it was a good move that the that the Bears traded for Khalil Mack? Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a first-round pick this year. It was Khalil Mack. Oh, um, yeah, there you go. Tell you. <laughs> let good, me tell you what. Good pick. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good player. You know what? We 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 were ecstatic. We were over the moon. That was uh, a move that Chicago Bears uh, in the past don't make. Uh, but Ryan Pace was was, was gutsy. Um, he was aggressive. He, he made that move. Um, I'd I'd be happy, and I, I think a lot of other teams also would give away two first round picks for a player like that. Uh, you saw opening opening night on a Thursday against the Packers. What he could do in the first half it was unbelievable. Um, so. Fast forward to last year, um, they're expecting a lot more out of Leonard Floyd. This is one of uh, Ryan Pace's issues. Ryan Pace doesn't seem to draft well in the first and second round. Third round through seventh, that dude is money. But that's I digress. That's another story. Um, so he, he had no help with, with Leonard Floyd. You know, Leonard Floyd just was supposed to be a big help to him, and he just was unable to, uh, to, to, to live up to the hype, to live up to the expectations. So now, so. Uh, you know, Robert Quinn is trade is, is acquired by the Bears, and I tell you what, we were happy as a pig in slot. We have now we have legitimately two bona fide all star, all pro pass rushers who are going to meet the quarterback about four or five times a game. So the the Khalil Mack trade was awesome. I didn't mind giving that up. Uh, he had a bad year last year. He was hurt a little bit, but also let's not forget he got no help from from Leonard Floyd. So he's able to be double teamed. Akeem Hicks, who was a pro bowler the year before, he was hurt. So he had, so the double team that we usually go to Akeem Hicks, that was gone. So when you're, you're missing some, some people who, who command double teams, because you know Khalil has to have a double team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But with the other people who were double teams, the, the Akeem Hickses, um, he was, he was uh, injured, and that really hurt the Bears as far as uh, pressure. Eddie Goldman had a subpar year, and Eddie Goldman's one of the best nose guards in the game. I think one of the most underrated. And he had a down year last year as well. Um, and all that, I mean, you talk about a perfect storm of bad. That's what it was for the Bears last year on the defensive side. Perfect storm of bad. This is coming after a perfect storm of good the year before when they lost. I think they only had like maybe eight or 12, eight to 12 injury games missed by players. They were extremely healthy the year before in Nagy's first year. And last year, the bug, the injury bug got them. Yeah, I thought Roquan Smith fell in your lap. I mean, uh, you know, he looks like an outstanding player. I wonder, and I know it's just a rotational guy, but didn't uh, Nick Williams, Lions, say we, you know, picked him up. The Lions picked him up. 
uh, as a defensive tackle. Yeah. Did you like him? Anything stand out about him at his time there uh, in Chicago? Big fan of, of Nasty Nick, man. Big fan of Nasty Nick. Nick Nasty, we, I used to call him. My goodness, he was he, with him. You know, when you, there's, there's always going to be a drop off from the starters to the second second string. The, the 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 trick is to find a guy who who limits that drop off, who minimizes that drop off. Nick, uh, Nick Nasty minimized that drop off big time last year uh, for the Bears. He was a guy that um, was able to was great on, good on the run, good on the pass. He was solid, not spectacular, not super, not an all pro, not not all world. The guy was solid, and to, to give those guys a blow, to give a um, as a rotational guy, I, I liked him. I liked him a lot, and I'll tell you what, you guys got one hell of a of a ball player in Nick Nasty. Tell me, Sean, how you see the the NFC North. The Pack won it last year. They they won a playoff game. So did the Vikings. Vikings went on the road, won a playoff game. The Bears won the North two years ago with twelve wins, and you know there are the Lions down looking up at everybody. I've been looking at it where I think the Lions could pick off uh, Chicago, and I, I don't see them. You know, the winning the NFC North for the first time in 30 years. Uh, how do you see it? Where do you think Chicago is going to fit in there, and who do you see winning the NFC North? Man, dude, that's a big. That's a, that's a big question mark. If if uh, if my guy Mitch Trubisky can can win the starting job. Oh, your guy! I, I didn't know that. I like it. I, I, you know what? I do like. Him. I think I think Mitch can be a really good quarterback. Um, all pro every once in a while. I mean. Uh, you know, like he did in 18, you know, a couple of people bow out. I think he has that talent. For him, it's the confidence. And Matt Nagy doesn't do things to get him comfortable early in game. That's another – I have a big problem with Matt Nagy. If, if, first of all, if Mitch wins the, con- wins the competition over Nick Foles, it means he will have improved. Uh, and, and that's what we need. We need good quarterback play. Not great, not stellar, not All-American, all All-Pro. No, we just need stell- – we need consistent quarterback play. And if Mitch can do that, then this defense is going to – they're going to have – I told you, they're going to have a couple meetings at the quarterback, and this defense is back to where it's where it was, I think, two years ago. So let's just say if Mitch doesn't do it, I think Nick can do a good job Poles, I'm talking. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying the Bears are going to contend for the NFC North. Um, I think that's uh, a pretty fair assessment. I think with uh, with the, the receivers that they have, with the, 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 with the help, that's the biggest thing that happened with last year with the health, Dennis. Is you know if, if we stay healthy, this team is ready. This is a two Super Bowl ready team, Super Bowl ready defense. Mm. Um, we just need help from the offense, and if we can get some help, if Mitch can do that, you know, limit the number of turnovers. If Mitch can use his feet to move chains, keep defenses out there a little longer, keep our defense rested. I'm telling you, it's good. it'll be uh, it'll be a uh, a three way race, and either. I could see any either of the teams, either of those three teams. Sorry, Dennis, I don't see Detroit <laughs> up there with, <laughs> no. but uh, I see I, I see the Bears definitely in the mix. Yeah, that's all right. You you could definitely be right about that. I get it. You know, get the ball to Allen Robinson. I I know that. I had him on my Here's fantasy. A crazy idea. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy team last year. He he was good, even as bad as uh, that that Bears offense was. All right, let's flip over to the the, the diamond here. We're we're waiting for the players. You know where taping this on a Tuesday and we're waiting for the players to go ahead and give the thumbs up on everything on this 60 gamer. It's going to be weird. 
Uh, a lot of people think about it. Uh, you know, they've said it's a sham or a joke. I'm looking forward to it anyways. Uh, I'm not really happy with um, them waiting this long. They missed a golden opportunity, and, you know, they they stubbed their toe no matter what. But you know what? It's, it'd still be baseball. Some, to me, is better than none. And, uh, you know, it's a it's – a, it's a, I don't need to tell you or anybody else. I mean, it's a crazy 2020. So, you know, this kind of just fits right in. I mean, how are you looking at it? You, you think it's a joke? Are you looking forward to it? Where are you at? Um, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. It's just a crazy time, as you said, man. It, it's, you know, this is uncharted territory, uncharted waters right about now. And it just, you still have to, you have to remember as much as we want baseball, right? There's still more important things, and that's human lives. So yeah, it's fifty six to sixty games. Okay, we're I'm okay with it. It's only basically going to be a one year deal. It's going to everything should go back to normal the following year. So it, it's a time where you, you just got to bite the bullet. Yeah, you know, as, as a football player and a coach, things happen. I mean, you know, a guy our quarterback for his ACL. You know, uh, one of my after his senior year was a guy who ended up going to Iowa. You know, we had we had to make do. We just had to make do. We had to we had to make make do with what we have. And as and, and I kind of carry that in, in my life. Like stuff happens. It's, it's going to suck that we're only going to get uh, 60 games. But you know what? It's baseball. But I like it because of the fact it gives my White Sox a great shot. My White Sox are stacked. They are stacked with, with talent upon talent upon talent. If you go through that lineup from the White Sox, seven, maybe even eight of those of the, of your, uh, of your, of the batters in the lineup are studs. I mean, you can even argue a ninth. Okay? This, this team is full of of young and veteran talent, and guys who are high, who are uh, uh, high prospects. High uh, um, Lewis Robert was one of the best guys in in, uh, in the minors. He just flew through the ranks. He went through three levels in one year. Uh, Yoan Moncada, who's you know who's our third baseman now, uh, he was a top prospect in in all of minor league baseball a couple of years ago. Eloy Jimenez, he was uh, I think number two or three. Uh, prospect in the minors a couple of years ago, and he and last year he had 30 home runs, and he didn't hit his first home run for what for four weeks, six weeks, and then he was on the injured list twice. So this guy, if he stays healthy, if he gets hot early, I mean we're looking at 40 plus a year from this kid, and not to mention you know the we got Manny Grandal we got from the from the uh, the Brewers, um, uh, Louis, uh, Madrigal Nick Madrigal who's the second baseman who's a Gold Glove minor league second baseman. Last year, Jose Abreu, who led the who led the American League in RBIs, Tim Anderson, who led the American League in hitting. So there's quite a it, it's a sprint. This is purely a sprint now. There's not it's not a marathon, and I think it puts everyone in a good spot. But definitely a team like my White Sox because if they can get off um, and get off quickly, they have as good a shot as anybody. And then don't forget the pitching that they now Keuchel, uh, top the top of that order. They um, oh, yeah. uh, added Gio Gonzalez to the back of that rotation, and then my uh, Dylan Cease. We got from the Cubs. He's good. My, uh, Lucas Giolito had a really good first half last year. Uh, Michael Kopech should be coming in at some particular point. He'll be back off of uh, surgery. He's already throwing 100 miles an hour. So the, this team has been constructed like no other Chicago baseball team uh, on the south side. Um, so I'm excited for them. And if they can get off quick, man, it's going to be a lot of fun times on the south side. Yeah, I forgot about you guys signing Dallas Keuchel, and you still, with all of those players that you've already mentioned there, you're still, I was looking at the top 100 prospects, you just go through that, and you see a lot of guys from the White Sox still down there in the system. You know, Sean, I was just looking at last year's standings, 
And, you know, with this sprint that you mentioned and 16 teams getting in, the, the White Sox last year were close to, I know they played the entire season, but they were ninth. If you look in the American League, that's where they, they ended up right behind Texas there. So they were, I, I don't know about knocking on the door for the playoffs in the in the last spot there, but uh, they even with the, the season that they had last year, they were there. They should be improved. So all of that, like, you know, you'd think Twins and Indians – Looking at him there, but the White Sox definitely have an up arrow next to him, and you don't know. 60 games, the additions there, it wouldn't be crazy to see them be one of the eight teams that, that make the playoffs. I'm with you on that. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's, uh, I don't anticipate Minnesota doing what the hell they did last year. Oh, my God, everything they looked at went out of the ballpark. Yeah. I, I can't natural drop. It just You can't love averages, man. It, you just can't do what they did. Again, I just don't believe it. If they do, God bless them. You know, then you, at that point, you just got to tip your hat. You got to tip your hat and say, hey, you know what? You're, you, you big, me small. That's it. But So I don't anticipate that type of offensive output from Minnesota, which, again, which is why I think the White Sox have a good shot. Um, I think they, they're playing with a little bit of a, of, a, of a chip on their shoulder. And, you know, because there was a lot of hype for them, and they didn't even make the playoffs. You know, so there's a lot of talk, especially, you know, you know, since we got two teams here, it's, it's Hatfields and McCoy. So there's a lot of trash talking, you know, intra-city trash talking, Cubs, Sox fans. And, uh, you know, I think I think my White Sox are, are going to be uh, uh, ready to roll, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, we'll see if they uh, actually can get out there and play. It's going to be definitely uh, unusual. You know, you mentioned uh, coaching football, playing football. Uh, I was looking at you. You played, uh, what, overseas, played football. What Tell us about you know, your, your football playing days and, and then, you know, take us up to when you coached. Yeah, sure. So uh, I went to a, a, a powerhouse here in, in, in Chicago, St. Rita High School, then I went to Holy Cross out in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, we, we, it came from a phenomenal program educationally and football-wise. My first three years there, um, we had 30 win- We won 30 wins, two losses, and one tie. Um, so we were pretty darn good. Um, so you're, you're, not coach- that, you're not that old, but so is that the same Holy Cross that Gordy Lockbaum went to? The very same one, yes, sir. Yeah, you're not that old though, so you 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 knew like, going in there. I mean, that must have been a pretty big. He must have cast that was the rec- that was the recruiting tool that the uh, the, uh, the the wide receiver coach who had the Chicagoland area, Dennis Goldman, came and he showed me his 1987 ring because I, I graduated in '89. So my first college year of college football was '89. Uh, so when he came and recruited me, um, he said he, he showed me the '87 ring, their their undefeated year with Corey Lockbaum, where he finished third in the Heisman. After yeah. finishing fifth his junior year, the highest at that point forever for a one double A player, and he said, "How would you like to win? You know, come away with two of these and guarantee you that." I said, "Great!" <laughs> so I went and I got three of them. So it was it was awesome. Oh, it was nice. great. A different part of the country, which I was really happy to. I just I wanted to see. I'm from the South Side of Chicago. I'm like, you know, so the South Side isn't going anywhere. Let me go check something else. See what else is out there for me. And so I, I took another trip to the other part of another part of the country. So that was good. After college, I was. Uh, um, I didn't, I wasn't, uh, highly recruited or scouted after college. I hurt my back right before, literally two weeks before my senior year. Um, and so my senior year with, with a new staff, with new everything, uh, wasn't, it was nothing to talk about. I was, I was fortunate. I had a, a connection to go to Europe. Uh, I played, uh, in Italy and I, I did, I did some pretty good work there. I was really happy there. Um, and then when I came back, I played, I kept playing semi-pro ball here and we had, I was part of a couple of teams, won, won a couple of national championships down in Florida. Um, 
overlapping that was my coaching career, which I started back in like 98, 99. Um, and, and, you know, I've been fortunate to have a couple of kids. Uh, one of my kids was uh, uh, drafted, you no know, unsigned, unsigned free agent with the Bucks. Um, had another kid who was bouncing around practice squads from the, the Dolphins, the Jets. Um, so I've been around when it comes to football, I've, I've had quite a, I've been very fortunate to have quite a career and meet a few people and do quite a few good things. Yeah, what a great experience going over to Italy, huh? And then, I mean, all the way through the uh, Holy Cross. Un- all that unbelievable, Dennis. Unbelievable. Italy was, I, I can't even tell you how much fun Italy was. It was off, off the chain. I never would have imagined I, I would have that fun. The people were amazing. The food, obviously amazing. The women are gorgeous. It was one heck of a time for a kid from the South Side, man. Let me tell you. You know what? I just read a story yesterday about, you know, the, you know, so they're in you know, lockdown just like everybody else uh, in the world. And they were talking about, I don't even know what city it was, but it, they, the story was that they're missing this game. And, and it seemed to be a, a little bit like rugby, but then half rugby, half like blood sport or something. It seemed like where they just took it, it, it looked kind of like a, mm-hmm. You know, a cross between a basketball and a rugby ball, and these guys were just like, uh, you know, tearing each other up like in the Coliseum. I'd never even heard of that uh, over there in Italy, but uh, yeah, I mean, they they were missing their sports like everybody else. Yeah, they were. They Italy was hit pretty hard over there. A lot of Europe was, and um, I, I know they're, you know, they they want their sports back just like we do. It's, you know, it, it's part of it's part of our culture. It's part of it's an escape from for many people and. Uh, you know, we're, hopefully it, it seems to be coming back slowly but surely. But, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, a minute before everything is back to normal, you know, from college and pro. Tell everybody how to find you, whether, you know, uh, the online, on the radio, everywhere else. If they're uh, in Chicago, you know, how do they how do they end up uh, listening to you, watching you? Yeah, so I have uh, I, I'm actually I started we started an all Chicago sports app. It's called Sports Zone Chicago. So you can down, you can follow us on Facebook at Sports Zone Chicago. You can download the app. It's good. You know, you check it out. iTunes, Google Play, uh, wherever you get your your, your app from. It's free. So it's, it's pretty much it's all Chicago sports. We do a show on there. Um, right now, it's only Monday, Wednesday, Friday. When things kick back up, it'll be Monday through Friday, nine a.m. to noon. You can check it out. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, so we'll stream live on Facebook. Uh, kind of simulcast. You know, we have audio and and video. Um, you can find me on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all one handle at the Sean Sierra. So, uh, check me out, you know, download the podcast, download the, the app, check us out. It's, uh, it's really good for all my, my Chicago transplants or people who want to hear, um, uh, Chicago sports, or, you know what, if your team is playing Chicago, we get, we get, that's how we met. You know, I get a lot of writers from various, uh, from other cities whenever my bears are playing someone else or the, the, uh, the bulls are going to play someone else or the Hawks or the Cubs. So we get, we get a lot of writers, so make sure you download and check it out. Uh, Sports Zone Chicago is the name of the app. It's free. And, uh, you know, check us out there. What about TikTok? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, no, I don't, I don't know either about that yet. Yeah, I haven't crossed that bridge. Well, hey, Sean, uh, all the best to you. And, you know, hopefully – like every, you know, we say to everybody, you know, that we're talking with, catching back up with, you know, stay safe. Uh, hopefully, you know, we uh, we're able to get we get through this, and we'll, we'll you know have games back, and we'll, we'll see where we're at, you know, later on this summer, you know. Yeah, yeah, I will. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it.
I appreciate it big time. And you stay safe up in the in the D, all right? You do that. Appreciate your time. All the best to you. And we'll talk with you again coming up. Sounds good. My pleasure. Take care. All right. You too, Sean. Thanks. All right now. There he is, Sean Sierra on the, the podcast here. I like him. Over the years, we've we've talked every time. Well, I don't know about every time, but a couple times uh, over the years, uh, through the years, when, when the Lions getting ready to take on the Bears or – or the uh, the Tigers last couple of years, you know, as you know, listening here, 114 losses, and then the the, the two 98 loss seasons. Now they're 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 all about even with the White Sox, you know, being down there, kind of not so much in the basement like uh, the Tigers have been, but you know, breaking down a 114 loss uh, Tiger team in in September, that's like oh yeah, you know, we're we're still here, you know, I said it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again about baseball here. It's been one of these things that has been nagging at me, and and I don't have to sit here every day and and go through you know all the different proposals. But you know I check it out. I check it out, and it was frustrating. And just like you know, I'll say this, and you've probably heard it a hundred times, man. Just think if the if baseball would have come to an agreement on an 82-game season and would have been playing on July 4th. You know, I don't know if I'm hung up on Independence Day or anything else, but, hey, holiday, and you know, you, you tend to get a little bit more, say, emotional and patriotic, all of those things, and with baseball and an opportunity they had. But they kicked that, and they continue to kick it. And, you know, even today, like, um, you know, this is – Tuesday, they were supposed to be all ready to go, and we're coming back, and we're all good to go here. Or <laughs> they're all at least the you know the guys that cover or have been like right there covering every minute of it, and like yeah, they're expecting the you know the have that vote where it, it almost made it seem like it was going to be a rubber stamp. But you know what? There has been no rubber stamp. You know, I'm sitting here. There is not like uh, it's all clear. It's a formality or anything else where. We're still waiting on all that. And, and last week, it looked like, you know, framework for a deal. That looked like it was going to be a formality, too. And, and yet, you know, we still sit here and, uh, you know, as baseball fans, A, you know what? They're missing out, you know, whatever money they the, the owners would have lost by playing 82 games as opposed to, a you know, 60 or whatever. Uh, which is millions, of course. The amount of of goodwill and fans that they could have picked up in who's informing them on that? It's like, do you think you guys for an entire month, people sitting around watching, uh, you know, soccer and NASCAR, people that otherwise would never, you know, watch those sports, golf, and yet uh, here you are trying to connect with the the younger generation and and you just uh as ernie harwell would say stood there and looked at one too many and are called out for excessive window shopping so that's that uh on baseball and speaking of baseball coming up this week we'll talk with the play-by-play voice of the detroit tigers dan dickerson that's coming up on the next podcast. So, about that. 
Hopefully we'll have a season by then we can talk about it or else it'll just be more crying by me and everybody else. Thanks to Sean Sierra. Thanks to you. You know, if you're listening to this for the first time, you know, I tell you just like, uh, you know, you hear oftentimes listening to podcasts, subscribe and rate. What else? Comment. Those are the kind of things that, that help out. And it's free to do all those things. It does take a little time to, you know, subscribe. Sometimes you have to put your email in there. You know, rate. I don't think it takes very much time. Push a button. Comment. Hey, I like this pod. Hey, I don't. Whatever the comment is, go ahead. Do it. Thanks for listening all the way through. Talk with you very soon here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon.